0: Rambam Yemi for Thursday, Tisham al Pei, the ninth parak of Yisedeh In the previous parak, Rambam uh, held forth at length to establish that Maitre's prophecy is what stands at the foundation of our terror, of our religion, and it's uh, not one that needed uh, the help of proofs from uh, signs, miracles, but Her Sinai. Um, took place in a way, in a manner which everyone was a witness together and knew it with full confidence. And then went at length to uh, really try to uh, minimize the importance of the miracles performed by Masha. And he said that all the great miracles that did were simply the need, at the time, they, they needed uh, some uh, magical, miraculous assistance, so uh, Maisha came through with a miracle, but no further, deeper significance. And the whole conversational interaction between him and Hashem, before he went to redeem the Jews, was actually based on the idea that signs aren't convincing. And he says, the even when we do accept the Na'vi who did an Isomai, if this is a true Na'vi, it's not, it's only, the only reason for that is because the terrorists said to do so, and not because we're actually convinced, and that's why... Someone who comes, Lahaq <laughs> someone's coming to deny Meisha's prophecy with a sign, so on a personal level, we're not convinced, and the Torah told us not to believe, so there's no reason why we would accept it. Now, um just before we start the park, it, it seems like in this park the Nam is going to sort of start over again a little bit and to prove that a Navi can't say the opposite of the Tara's Didn't we sort of explain that already in the Parak Zion? So would suggest that Imperial Xion determines the Haak Kishna Boss and it's denying Mesha's prophecy. So if that's the official straightforward message, guys show it up and saying, Hashem told me that's cancel Meisha's prophecy. My prophecy is now the true, new, real prophecy. Then that would be from reading the Naaman's words in Parak Zion, that's the kind of scenario that would be covered. Here, we're going to talk about someone who isn't necessarily claiming that he's denying Meishah's prophecy. He's just going to change, to add, to take away. So that's where we have to start over again and prove that this is something that's not possible according to what it says in Meishah's own of one And we'll see more about this in the end of the Parak. To the extent that someone who does this is also considered a machesh Shnevoi Sashal for no practical purposes, you are denying Moshe's prophecy. And so, therefore, now in this parashah is going to return to a bit of a more halachic style, but uh, still all part of this uh, agenda, general uh, agenda he has here to make a, a say during the whole topic of nevuah. So, there's no room left for mistakes. And this time, it's going to be a little more halachic, a little more practical. What we'll to do in every situation where navi comes with a specific instruction to make sure that we don't cause any uh, terrible situations. And while the Ram is sort of laying it all out, he's going to bring in and mention other mitzvahs that are related to this topic, related to prophets, which officially are going to be listed in other swarm or other halachas, but they're going to come into the conversation as well. And uh, we're also going to come over actually with some more details, uh, practically we're in the mitzvah that we're actually talking about here, which is the mitzvah to listen to the navi. So we'll, we'll see all of that in this pack. And now he will begin to prove that the Torah itself does not, Leave any room for any possible change in the future. Saddam so says, It's clear and explicit in the Torah that it, the Torah, is a mitzvah. Interesting term, the cult. The Torah is a mitzvah. It means the whole Torah. It's a tzivui, it's, it's standing forever, all eternity. No change, nothing to be taken away, nothing to add. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, is called <inaudible> by Hashem. Everything I'm commanding you, you have to keep. Don't add. Don't take away. So the actual mitz. Here's an example. These actual mitzvot of leseira they're actually listed in Sefer Shoftim and Halachas But we're just we're mentioning it here in order to make the point we're trying to make. Benamar that I'm sorry. It's another pasuk. Beniglis lanu olav ad adoyelam las is called Divrei Atir Hazayis. This is actually a pasuk that earlier, the Rambam brought earlier in the parak Zion, there was more like an expression that uh, even if we're not convinced by the Navi, but Hanaglois, we have to follow our eyes. So we have to, the terrorist says we have to follow our eyes, so we we follow our eyes. It looks like we made a nice. Here he seems to be using it in a more halachic kind of sense, although um, you know this is this really known elsewhere as a halachic uh, pasuk, a pasuk making halachic statement, or is this also some kind of borrowing? Sort of in the smachta uh, that he's just using the words of the Passock to make his point. Anyway, he, what he's taking from the Passock is, is that um, whatever was revealed to us and to our children is adayla; it's forever to do everything this Torah says. So between these two psukh, and, and adailam nasais, so you have a proof here from the Torah itself that there can't be any change, and you have a proof here that it's supposed to be forever. So, there you go. There you see. You have to do all of them, and it has to be forever. So, this is a term that you have in a number of places. And it says, this is a law forever for generations. So, from here, you see, at least for those mitzvahs, that in the time of Moshe, that was the whole point. It's supposed to be. So, there is another proof. And you have this idea that it says uh, the Torah is not in Shemaim, so but you, you see that a novi, a novi can't come with anything new. I believe this, the, the Pasuk, maybe, maybe the link to the Pasuk and the phrase is from Chazal. So the, uh, the Pasuk itself, um, the, the, the Pasuk, uh, the context of the Pasuk is just by it's not so hard to do whatever I'm telling you to do. But this idea, which we said, comes from Chazal. That the Torah is leib Hashemayim. It's uh, the Torah was in Shemayim. And it was given to us, and what that means is that there can't be any new messages anymore from heaven. <clears throat> it's just not uh, not possible. Now I just want to point out as a general disclaimers. Uh, quote-unquote, that even though there are um, a number of important ideas in this paradigm, it's probably plenty to, to cite or to mention, at least in the short, from what far have to say and from what Rebbe has to say, but due to the time pressure created from Tisha above, um, and this and the following program, I'm not going to be able to include additional details. We're just going to explain the words themselves as usual. Okay, so what did we see? We saw what it says clearly in, in, in Maisha's Torah. So. Now we can start making drawing some conclusions uh, practically and how we're going to respond to a novi if he shows up and tries saying something to the contrary. Now, before we continue, just to point out that um, the Torah only really explicitly speaks about a novi who comes and prophesies in the name of Verdesara. Verdesara sent me with a prophecy, and there's also general concept of a Navi Shaker, that there is a Navi who's saying lies, and there's a general concept that you can't add or take away from the Torah, and Chazal added more details. The Ramam is sort of weaving it all together, so to say that any Navi that prophesies against these rules and is undermining the Torah, so he'll automatically be a Navi Shaker, that makes him a false prophet. So that's a very convenient framework to make sure that we can... Completely shut down any such Navi by tying these ideas together. Okay, so let's see how the Raman does it. If a man stands up, you know, from Jews or from among the nations, interesting what the Raman adds, uh, among the nations, and perhaps it's uh, being mentioned because it's sort of meant to be a, a nod towards the people who actually stood up over the generations in reality and claim to speak in the name of the Jewish God, the name of the Torah. So um sort of uh, alluding to those people that actually existed. So anyway, someone we're speaking hypothetically. If someone were to stand up, does a sign of miracle, Hashem Take one away the fires from Mitzvah even just to give a new interpretation to Mitzvah, an interpretation that we didn't hear from Mitzvah. Now really this is a whole different topic, uh, which is something that also takes great pains in other places to make sure that Tarshel is fully established and legitimate. Uh, this wasn't proven by the, uh, the things we quoted in the brought uh, proofs from sukkim wasn't proven by those uh, proofs, but uh, he's including it here even if it needs really, even if it requires separate proofs, because it's all going to be included in what his point he's about to make about the Novi Shek. And it's related to the things these other religions came along and said, and the Ram was trying to undermine it, so it also gets included here on the list. Aisha Omar, Shais, the Mitzvah when there's always said that any particular mitzvah, he's not saying, I'm, I am not take no, I'm just saying that that mitzvah wasn't meant to be practiced forever also seeming to be alluding here to the reality of what some uh, religious figures and other religions said. They're just temporary. So if someone were to say that, so now we have a perfect framework to fit this guy into. He is a false prophet. He <inaudible> uh, came to essentially this too, uh, would be considered denying the prophecy of Moshe, and being a false prophet, is actually uh, worthy of the death penalty. Now, the, the, the mitzvah of Yishek, the main place where this is mentioned, and, and listed and discussed, is in the Hetzel But he's mentioning it here in order to show you how completely out of the question this kind of stuff is. And it, it, serves Ramam's, uh, intention here to completely destroy any Navi that's, uh, any prophet who's, uh, posing a threat. Cause now we can say that whoever comes and says such a thing is automatically considered a liar. Cause the terrorist says that he won't, Hashem won't send such a person. And he, Ram even used the Tamarachish and al because after all the proofs, so he's, he's denying what Maisha said. Maisha said in his own Navua that, uh, this can't be the case. So what's the difference between saying, I deny Moshe's prophecy, or saying, I don't deny Moshe's prophecy, but I want to change things. So Moshe's prophecy says you can't change things. And you see here, and again later at the end of the paragraph, just to emphasize how severe it is, he mentions the death penalty, the chamek. So why is he getting chamek? Because he deliberately is speaking in God's name, and it we know that God couldn't have commanded him, because everything we know about God comes from Mesha's We know my, God wouldn't do this. So automatically, if you're saying that God told you this, you must be lying. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> Hashem himself told in <laughs> the same passage we just quoted uh, before, which Thurm is using for our purposes, that it's ad and it's for everyone. It's for us and our children. And uh, Ramam brings in this of, uh from, I, think, I believe it's from Balak, Leish Kelv Yechaziv, and Hashem is not a man to lie. So from here we see that Hashem is not a liar and the, the one who changes his mind. Because Maybe the Ram is bringing this in to uh, a jurist. What if someone comes in and says, look, Navua, Torah, but Hashem is the boss. What if Hashem wants to change his mind? What if Hashem truly said all things we should say? That? It's the ad-o'el. What if Hashem changes his mind now? Sorry, well, that's where this comes in. Like, Ish Hashem, that's also not possible. It's not possible that Hashem, Hashem changes his mind. If he said uh, something else, it's got to stay that way. So it's still wise. So as long as we know for sure that Hashem said those things, so that means you can't come into the absence. You can't say Hashem changes his mind. Now that Ambaam is going to uh, start the next lecture off with a question, which itself will guide us to his next point. So Lacha basically begins in Cain. It says, uh, I will establish a Navi from among your brothers, from uh, from among uh, the Jews just like you, like Maisha, and I will uh, put my, my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command them. So the Rambam is uh, signing a from not parasha, from that partial so parasha. Uh, portion of the Torah talks about from the Nevoah that was already quoted early in Paragazion, where there the Navi is described positively. who comes and you have to listen, you have to heed, you have to abide what he says and based on everything we heard from the Amnus now it sounds like the Navi didn't just undermine the whole concept of signs and miracles it not like he almost undermined the whole concept of a Navi <laughs> how, why would we, how would we listen to a Navi? About what? The Pasuk sounds like he's coming with new commands uh, it's called Ashera savanu. He's coming with new commands of Hashem. So when are we listening to the new commands of Hashem? What new commands? So uh, can, now that I'm gonna now that Ram gets to go to his next one and clarify. Loila says das, Huba. He's not here to make a, a das. But Rambam is you know, spelling it out very clearly, very sharply. Uh, das nisht. <laughs> no das, no religion. So what yeah? So continues and says. <laughs> What's he coming to do? He's coming the tziv, tziv, the tzivayis, to listen to the Torah again, to warn the people not to violate the Torah. Like the last Navi Malachi said, The Navi came. What did you say? He came and said, "Listen to remember in time Torah." I'm saying, who says the Navi has to tell you anything new? You're assuming the Navi is telling you something new? He's coming to tell you. There's enough, there's always enough mitzvahs at any point in time for the Navi to come with special messages and tell you to keep this mitzvah, keep that mitzvah. Hashem said you need to do some work on that mitzvah. Right, so my Malachi is the Ahren, he's the last of the Treyosu, he's last of the Nevi'im, he's last of the he's last uh, chronologically. At the end of his Neville, uh two Psikom before the end, he says, <incorporated language> uh, Remember the Teut of Mesha, my servant, I commanded him be by Chayev, uh, by Sinai for all the Jews. So Raman says, oh, this is a great example, this illustrates the, the purpose of the navi." This is the function of the Navi. He comes and says, zichru Tayras Mesha Avdi. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the Ram admits that the Navi, the, Ram- the- Ram's an aftermath of the Navi, could actually come with new orders, new instructions. And now he's going to explain, it's very technical, specific instruction, I'm going to do a turn Mesha Avdi. That's what he's going to explain in the next panel. Oh, besides, for saying zichru Tayras Mesha Avdi. If he told us, in the in the realm of rishos, in the realm of non-mitzvahs, just ordinary life, mm. go to this place. Don't go. Do work today. Don't build it. Mitzvah. to Listen to him, and here the Ramam is essentially going back to the detailing the halachas of mitzvah number nine, which is what we started with in Parak Zion and. How uh, we got into this in Zion. it was mentioned in short than the Paragazayan. And now we're actually learning a little bit more about it. In the course of the Nam's whole point, we're actually getting back to learning about that mitzvah. The mitzvah to listen and to the extent of if you don't listen, if you transgress what the Navi's instructions are, then you're, uh, you're getting punished by God. The person who doesn't listen to what I said will speak of my name. I will doesn't listen doesn't listen to the words that the Navi will speak in my name. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have it out with him. Hashem is going to it's right after the process Navi Akim that we just quoted earlier in the Bez. It says right afterwards. So I'm gonna be a Navi and he's gonna say what my instructions are, and if he doesn't listen, I'm gonna have it out with him. It's uh, indicating a punishment. Okay, so now that we uh, return to the halachic details of the mitzvah, the Rambam is adding a, a number of uh, important details in order to understand it practically, even though it actually uh, doesn't fit necessarily so well into the main narrative of the parak. We started off with that, nevuah of nevuah uh, versus making sure that uh, we're keeping the religion uh, intact, nevuah el Tashman versus Mitzvis. So Imam is going to give us the complete picture of Alef Tashman of how you listen to the Navi. So um but uh so different atzmay Bakai Shnivuasai, Chaya Musa Badeshanaim wash the Namara and Shmi. So a Navi who um so these additional things that I'm I mentioned here in the beginning of a lacha that a uh, Navi who violates his own message or a Navi who uh, withholds, suppresses his prophecy, they're also punished. This, this is really three. This is what we mentioned about the, the main thing we wanted to mention, which is someone who doesn't listen to the Navi's instructions. But additionally, the other two, the Navi who violates his own or suppresses, they also have the same punishment. That same we just mentioned in the Beis, they're all included in it. They're all a form of play Ishma. And they're all listed together in Mishnah Sanhedrin as uh, sins or, with regards to Nebuah, where it's not, you're actually not actually punished by people, you're being punished by Hashem. Okay, so that was a bit of an interruption in the narrative here, but uh, now that I'm going to admit that uh, what he said until now is actually maybe oversimplifying it, because the Navi actually does have the ability to tell us to violate the term in the name of Hashem, but there are certain limitations. Okay. So the of the Navi, we know that he's a Navi, we established him, uh, to tell us to transgress any of the mitzvahs in the Torah. Any one, or, or, or many, many at a time, in theory. It doesn't matter if they're you know lighter mitzvahs or they're strict, severe mitzvahs. if it's temporary, then there's a mitzvah to listen to him. and we this from the ancient sages, Mhazal, who uh implying that it's Tayashabal It doesn't say kirby in the Pasak, but Bakoil in all mitzvahs, and Yemil Khanavi, the Navi tells you a veral divided, transgress the words of Tayra and we're gonna get back to the chutz. We're gonna to get to chutz in a second, but and everyone, every mitzvah except the one exception. we're gonna say soon. So nobody tells you to transgress entirely. For example, like Leo and hara caramel, which we're gonna explain momentarily what the story of Leo and hara was. Shmala, you should listen chutz mei averdizara, except for idolatry, which by the way means that everything else. I mean that includes murder, which sometimes can be more understood. Because sometimes murder serves. Uh, uh, certain purposes, if you're dealing with uh, an enemy, a threat, okay, but uh, Gilearayas uh, is not not on the list of chutz. so arias in theory, and ram said many, so in theory that I'm on the Ramam, the, the Navi could tell you to go be over on all the rayas, one after the next, in theory, so everything everything is game except for Avedizar, and regarding to, regards to Avedizar, he's going to get back to the end of the park, so, mm-hmm. who When we say to listen and on any transgression, it has to be temporary. You can go in, Elio so, for example, the story of the karma, Shik of, of, of he sacrificed an outside. I just, I assume that everyone more or less knows the story in general. There was a competition between Leo and the, the Navi Habal, who can bring fire down from Shemayam. And uh tactically, what he did was, he built him his Be'er Hashem, not, in, not in its right place, because what's the right place? Yushalayim Nifchera, meaning mean, it was already out of time, that I mean, Yushalayim was chosen to be the makom Mikdash, and therefore Maklom Bechutz Chayev Karas, someone who sacrifices outside, you've got Karas, so it's, it's Ma'ma Shonaveya, but he was still, uh, he was allowed to do this in the name of Hashem, because he was a Navi, he was a mitzvah to listen, so the didn't necessarily build it himself, he asked other people to, to build, to this, to that, They had to listen. This whole Passockum and that's the stories from Mitzvah Test, to listen to the Navi that we've been dealing with this whole time and trying to make sure it doesn't uh, clash with the uh, religion overall. That Mitzvah is actually that pasuk, that's the basis for listening. Ah, oh, now the Ramam hastens to clarify that if you, uh, if you spoke to Leo, a Navi himself, he would never have defined it, you never would have stated it in a manner that would undermine the foundations of our religion. And that's the test, that's the litmus test for every Navi. So Rama says, mm-hmm. if they asked if they would have asked them and they would have said, Hey Nakamashakasa Batter, how come you uh uproot what it says in the Tana Pantala or the Sakhbachomakan? Pasak seems to say, uh, this is the pasuk that's the source for this din, which is explained in its actual place in Safer Avaidan Hokusmai the Parkitz, that uh, you can't bring your Kurbanis everywhere. According to the details that are explained there. So if you'd ask Leo not Avi that, Hayyamir, Leo would say, Lay. No. Of course, if you, if you do this, don't do this at home. If you do this at home, Hayyamir said, I'm going to do it today only because Hashem said I need to, uh, I need to deny what the Navi HaBal are saying. So Leo and Avi would have said it that way he would have had to, because he was a real navi. So now, in light of the words that he sort of put in Leo's mouth, distinguish between what a no, navi could and can't do, so now that Aaron comes back and repeats the two main points, practically from which you see the very thin but very huge difference between what's okay and what's not. So in the same manner that we, that we attributed to Leo, and if any navi Set to transgress temporarily. not like a Leo with some kind of special mode special powers. Any Navi. And uh, not just the uh, one. any mitzvah. Mitzvah Shemay You have to listen. But if they go one step further and say that it's permanent, <laughs> Once they cross that line, they turn back into Navi Shakar, a false prophet. And again, Ram is emphasizing the death penalty make sure you don't uh start giving them a pass chato the armona one on the before so seems like a thin line but it's very very huge now that i um gets back to some um unique uh, unique details over here that you, truly tr- truly he actually mentioned the uh, uh, in the course of what he was saying in Aleph, but now again in a, like a very practical way, so that it's all clear and all very sharp and, and and straight. Getting back to this point, that even if the Navi doesn't undermine a mitzvah, he undermines the interpretation that we have in Mishloach Olam, which I calls Piyushimur, that was through transmission, transmitted to us. And again, this doesn't seem to be the explicit. Not seemingly not denying the explicit things, Meish benu said in his, in his prophecy that everyone can can see and admit, but based on the proofs elsewhere, about the truth of so if you undermine Tereshul Al-Pah, it's the equivalent to undermining Tereshul al and for all practical purposes, we consider like it's all clear, and it's all not up for change, and whoever says otherwise is lying, and since he's claimed to be a prophet, so he's a false prophet. Or even further, here yeah, the Ramah mentions uh, something that uh, he didn't mention explicitly in Allah, but he, he did allude to it. He says, Someone said that a certain halacha, Hashem told him that Allah is like so and so, a legitimate halacha, and Hashem told him Allah is like this side. He said in Allah, so that means it's not just someone who says something against Torah, even if someone is just coming to support an opinion that's fully in line with the rules of Torah. But he's saying that the, in Shemayim they told him is like so and so. He's automatically a liar. It can't be any message from heaven if it's mess if it's messing if it's, it's meddling in how Torah is practiced, how Torah is decided. So even that would be a lie. And again, it's a Navi Shekhar. He's lying. And he's claiming to be a prophet. Again, the death penalty. Doesn't miss the chance to mention the signs again and tell you how we're not impressed by those signs if it's against the Torah. Again, it's denying the Torah that said, the Torah said it's not in heaven. Like we said earlier, but I've i goes back again, to be fair, and says but if it was temporary, even those things we just mentioned, to to, to practice the mitzvah differently, uh, according to uh, not according to Shope, uh, or to say we should follow so and so's opinion. But it's Lufisha, as long as he says that it's it's temporary, then it's then it's all okay. And then there's the Navi almost has no limitation. Although that is a good introduction to actually to bring this to the next halacha because is it everything or is the oh, back to the right Ramazan get you mentioned in the Halacha right Gimel now in the Halacha right hey when are we talking about it all the other right Zara, when it comes to that then you don't listen even temporarily and even if you did great signs and again the Ramazan is an opportunity to mention the signs when I'm impressed Amar Hashem, Amash Hashem Tivosh Tiavid Avidesh, it's very temporary. Hashem Sarah deserved just today, just for today, just for this moment. I said Deber Sara Al Hashem. So he's he's giving he's attributing false things, bad things to Hashem. It's it's Ram is using the term of the Pasak we're gonna mention in a second. Alzhet Siva Khasu Amar is gonna list the Pasak said with Bah Isma Maiphis. Lois Sishma aldivrei navi yahu k'diber sarah al will be a sign, but don't listen to the navi because k'diber as we're going to explain in a second. Uh, so Lois Sishma, that's the same pasuk from Parashat Re'eh, from the end of Parak Ches, which speaks about not listening to the bad navi when it comes to Avedazar. Rami explains, Share, bala ha'chitz shnevu asu shalmeishem sarah. In this pasuk means he came to deny the terminology Rami uses that he's coming to deny Moshe's prophecy. So you know for sure that he's a false prophet, the Chol She'asa, and the ties back to this point that whatever he must have done, and he signed it, so some kind of trickery, death penalty. So the Pesach says, Zara. Now, by the fact that he's uh, recommending to do now if he says it in the name of Avedu which may be the simpler meaning of the Pesach, so then, deeper sorrow would mean against Hashem. He, 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 said, he said bad things against Hashem. And um, that's uh, when we speak about the halacha in the Pasuk, the, the halacha, you'll see later, it's talking about misnabi Bishma, yeah. someone who prophesies in the name of a desire. But then I'm making use here also for someone who's speaking in Hashem's name, in favor of a Hashem said to do a desire. So if it's in Hashem's name, so then Dibrusara al Hashem in this case means he's, he's giving Hashem a bad name by, by attributing things to Hashem that, he, that Hashem never said. So that I'm the i is saying that the very fact that you can say on someone that was speaking in Hashem's name that this is a Sarah, what's the Debrusara? Because it's against that term he keeps on using. So, it ends up being sort of a circular idea in the Posse. The Posse says that you shouldn't listen to a Navi who says Dover Nazar. And after it said this phrase, the Posse can then continue and say, uh, oh, whoever says the opposite of the previous Posse that I just said a second ago, he's going against Meishas Nebuah, Dibra Sarah Al Hashem. So the Dibra Saral Hashem is sort of referencing itself. I just told you that he can't do it. So if he did it, then Jeber HaSar because he's undermining Moshe's prophecy, as the Rambam established, is the cornerstone of everything. The Rambam ends off with the fiqhah, so we make the full calculation, we know that the sign is not a real sign, and the death penalty. And um, so it's interesting, though, the Rambam is not saying sorry, that he has the halacha of a misnabe b'shem av'edazara, right? Because the Apostle is talking about misnabe b'shem That's going to be in Hilchas av'edazara. The Ram doesn't conclude and say, "Oh, this navi—he's he, a misnabe or a desire. He ends up and says he's a navi shaker, because we know it's a shaker. So Halachically, it may not—it's being borrowed to make the point that we're making here. So to conclude, the whole chesed the whole logical edifice that I'm built in the two proclamate together. So number one, we are witnesses uh, ourselves. The Maisha's prophecy is true. No, so therefore, number two, everything the Torah is true. Now, what does the Torah itself say? Now that we established everything, so point number three is the Torah says there's no change in Torahs and Shemaim. So therefore, point number four, whoever prophesies about any permanent change is undermining, is denying Moshe's prophecy, which we know is the ultimate truth. So number five, therefore, we know automatically that he's lying and he's a false prophet. Number says, therefore, you can treat him like a false prophet, like the general concept, the framework of false prophet in the Torah, Rambam has managed to, using this logical uh, construction, to put that guy in that category. So in this way, Rambam was able to put up a fortress for the Torah, for the commandments of the Torah, and he strengthened the concept of the Novi Shekhar that includes all kinds of things that are a threat, that pose a threat to the Torah. And uh, this is almost like a counterweight to the mitzvah that we were talking about. The bus we were talking about you should listen to the Navi, and this is a counterweight of when uh, you shouldn't listen. And the Navi uh, truly conceded that actually the Navi does have uh, some pretty strong powers, as long as it doesn't undermine Tyra directly.